Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What is your favorite unsung kitchen gadget? We're going to celebrate it right here. We're going to give it its due. 651 641 1071. What is the kitchen gadget that you love so much that you want to give it all the attention and honor it deserves here on the Colleen and Bradley show where we celebrate such things? My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. 651 641 1071. Bradley, why are we asking people about their favorite uh, unsung kitchen gadgets? And I'm sure we've talked about kitchen gadgets before, but I have been all up in one of my favorite kitchen gadgets uh in the last couple weeks and actually i had a conversation with a friend about it and then i sent her a link i was like you need to order this because she um you know likes a a particular vegetable Mm -hmm. that i like to use it on (laughs) okay it's a corn stripper stripping some corn strip that corn yeah take them kernels Mm -hmm. off one fell sounds Sexy. Yeah, no, you just screw the uh, cob through the stripper and the kernels come flying oh, off. And sounds I, like a party. I can strip like a dozen cobs in like no time. But wait, there's, there's more. more. It's really cheap too. And it's not, it doesn't have parts. That's the thing I hate is like when a thing you've got to have. Like Is it easy parts. to clean? It's super easy to clean. Yeah. And just, it just replaces. Just pop it right in the dishwasher. You know, when you have like a cob of corn and you try to get the kernels off and then you end up cutting yourself. Yeah. Or cutting Oof, a finger and take off. a finger off. Yeah, yeah. It's the worst. It's the worst. Wait, I do have a question though about it. Yeah. Does it have multiple uses or is it something you really you know, can only use on the corn cob? It's something you're only going to use on a corn cob, but here's the thing. It's it's one of those rare kitchen gadgets that has one basic purpose mm-hmm. that you will only use like one time a year, but when you have it, you will be so grateful for it because I don't know, if you're like me, you love sweet corn and I literally do buy a dozen Uh, ears of corn every week and then i just cook up a batch and keep the kernels on hand for um, recipes and things or making salad or whatever and it's just it's so handy and it only takes up i mean it's it's like the size of i don't know like a hockey puck yeah so it's not going to take up a ton of room and i just keep it on my bottom drawer where you know like all the gadgets that i rarely use 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Bradley is singing the praises of his corn cob stripper. Strip my cobs, what, what do you? What kitchen gadget do you want to celebrate today on the yes. Colleen and Bradley show? Let's, let's go. Get your gadgets out. Let's go to Megan. Megan, thank you for holding. Megan, what's your unsung favorite kitchen gab- gadget? Uh, so I'm obsessed with my fridge Keurig. What is this? What? I know, I didn't know this existed until I moved into my house. Um, you know, a lot of the fridges now have like a water and ice dispenser. Uh-huh. A Keurig in mine. What? Like you can just make Shut Keurig in your fridge? the front door. Yeah. It heats it up in a couple minutes and it makes like different sizes. No. Yes. 
I want yeah. you to knock it all the way off. I cannot believe this is or a thing, and I didn't know How fancy are you? Are you, like, on a yacht with J-Lo? I mean, like, is this thing, like, super No, expensive? I live in freaking Nebraska. Okay. And um, the owner, the wife asked, we just moved here, the wife asked if she could take the fridge. And we were like, no. Absolutely oh, not. You. No way, Jose. Um, but, yeah, I was not a coffee drinker. I got, like, off of it and went all, like, tea and healthy, blah, blah, blah. Not anymore. But, came into my life and now i drink like four oh cups god day, i so. did not know this was a thing and it Neither almost sounded too good to be true and now i'm looking at them i online. am mad i got a refrigerator recently and i didn't know this was an option yeah oh Gee. i'm so angry thank you megan <laughs> thanks megan thank for making you us so angry. much <laughs> i just feel i have like major fridge envy right now fridge fomo like how awesome is that how great would that be to be able to completely eliminate a coffee maker yes. on your counter. Yes. What? Yes. Ugh. Kathleen. Kathleen beat that. Yeah, beat that. Kathleen. Good luck, Kathleen. What is the unsung I'm, hero my corn of your stripper kitchen? works great? <laughs> it's a submersible blender. What? What is that? Like you can take it in the tub with you? No, it's an immersion blender. You can stick it right in the pot. Oh, you know, yeah. In there. And so last week, but my husband has a, an aversion to vegetables. Mm-hmm. So I made spaghetti sauce. I had a couple of uh, jars of home canned tomatoes left. So I used that. In the meantime, I put in pepper, celery, onion, garlic, and carrots. And I uh, put all the vegetables in there. And then after they softened, I was uh, blended them yeah. with a immersion blender, and I and I put enough herbs in there, and I asked him how he liked the spaghetti sauce. He thought it was great. I feel like a, like a, my mom had to get their kid. To yeah. Eat. Yes. I like it, Kathleen. You're a magician. It's now. great. <laughs> Make things disappear. I like that. Thank you for your call. I will say I forget how versatile the immersion blender is. No. I use it for a couple things, and one day it occurred to me. Um, because I was mashing my potatoes by hand. Oh, no. And I was like, why aren't I using my immersion blender? What are you, blender? Cinderella? Yes. <laughs> Do you want an arm workout? Yeah. Just no, a little it, extra on the and side. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so easy. It's the best. They're great. Let's go to Sierra. Hi, Sierra. What is your unsung kitchen gadget? Um, it's called a Danish dough whisk. Mm. <gasps> yes. I know these I... whisks. I got one thinking, okay, it, it, it's a circle. What the heck is it going to do? But yeah. it mixes things so quickly and so thoroughly and really, like, stiff doughs. Okay. So so can you kind of describe it a little bit for people who don't know okay. what makes it different from a regular whisk? Um, yes. It is a – it's um, the the – the part that you whisk with is a circle mm-hmm. with a smaller circle inside it. It kind of looks like a person wearing glasses. Kind like, of. Yeah, because there's some loop-de-loops in there. Yeah, yeah. So it's got like, a, it's a circle with kind of an oval and then another circle in it. And then it's just got a handle on it. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's that easy. Very, very simple, but wow, is it Well, effective. and unlike a regular whisk, things don't get trapped in it. So right. you can... Per- exactly. Yeah. Yep. Thank you and for your call, Sierra. A lot easier to, to, to wash. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so do you want to know what my my yes, favorite, What's your the thing that's been getting gadget. a lot of use? This is a dumb one. I know it's dumb, but it's this There's is, no dumb I probably use our um, microplane 
oh, yeah. more than just about anything in our kitchen. Yeah. It's literally like a mini grater. Yeah. But I use it to do garlic. I use it to do, if we're doing like shredded parm. Yeah. Because it makes it so nice and fine. Yes, and you so can nice. zest a lime or zest a lemon. Exactly, and just I Great sometimes some will just mags. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, Holly, what's your unsung kitchen gadget? Well, mine's the same as Kathleen's. It's the immersion blender. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. That's good stuff. You can make soups. You can make sauces. All sorts of things. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, I don't have to dump this in my blender, and then it comes squirting out and scolds my face. Oh well, wow! Yeah, don't do that. All right, that doesn't. Sound... I'm glad that you're not doing that as well. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we have to take a trip to Suzanne Summers' bedroom because she wants us to. Oh, God. Again. <sighs> Gird your loins. We'll do that after this on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's time to take a field trip, and we're headed to Suzanne Summers' bedroom on the Colleen and Bradley yeah! show, My Talk 1071. <laughs> Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. He will be our tour guide for this. What, what makes Suzanne Summers horny? What doesn't make Suzanne Summers horny? I know you're dying to know what makes this star of stage and screen horny. I don't know if she's ever been on the stage, but she has certainly been on our screens for many years. I feel and like she's probably been to a dinner theater, too. Probably, oh, right? Yeah, like Suzanne right. Summers yeah. in The Poseidon Adventure. Um, dinner that would make for great dinner theater. Okay. Oh, yes. Um. Also, I ask what she does to stay horny, or what makes her horny, as if you didn't already know. Uh, her husband, her super sexy hot husband. Well, and it's just like she's been talking about this for a thousand years, and every time I see one of these stories, every time Suzanne Summers pops up in a headline, I'm like, at some point they will talk about her having sex with Alan Hamill. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, but wait, there's more. She's still talking about it. And here's the story. So I was like, why? Why? Like, what's the, you know, what's new the this precipitating time? Precipitating factor, right. right? Well, apparently she's got a new Yahoo Life series called Unapologetically Suzanne. And the first episode has happened. I don't know if this is like a podcast, a TV show, what have you. But anyway, so they were asking her questions about it. And um, she talks about keeping things steamy as a senior citizen. And look, I want people of all ages to be sexy. But Suzanne Summers and Alan Hamill sound like a like just a lot of it just makes me tired listening to her talk about their sex life. So they they ask her like, what you know, like, hey, Suzanne, like what keeps you like uh, hot and heavy? I picked the right husband, she said. I believed he picked the right wife. We are unbelievable happy, unbelievably happy and secure together. He's my everything. I love to please him. And she talks about it in the way that like, and again, I want everyone to have as much happy, good sex as possible. Not sex negative. I'm very sex positive. Yes. But I don't need to be there. Right. As you describe in detail how your sex life is going down, unless I'm maybe having issues. I maybe just am an overcurious friend. There, like, if you've got questions, there are places to go for that. I don't need it offered to me. If I need it, I'll go to those places. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. We did get. Can I share an email we just got? Oh, yeah, for it's sure. relevant. Yeah. She said, uh, "I'm hoping you can tell me why Suzanne is in the news every week with another sexcapade story. Does she have someone on speed dial who she calls to say, oh yeah, by the way?'" world my hubby and i do this 
There are are there actually paparazzi flocking outside her newish home, dying here every single word uttered by her. It boggles my mind that after zero career following her years on three companies that she has anything we want to hear. Why? Thanks. Love you. Love the show. Oh my God. It's (laughs) it's like you know us. Joni, thank you for your email. So in this interview, again, she's got something to talk about to promote. Okay, sure. But the things that she's telling us are not new. In fact, this all boils down to something very simple. Hormones. Mm. She and her husband are like getting hormone shots up the wazoo, literally Literally. and figuratively, uh, and have been for years, which is why they're so horny. Well, and also to answer Joni's question, this is actually like a business for her. Oh, yeah. Like she actually does have a vested interest in uh, singing the praises of her own sex life because she is the purveyor of a lot of these hormony things. Yeah, I don't know what her hormony things are, but I know that um, that she sells a lot of stuff. Yes, she sells right? a ton of stuff. You Quote, name it, she sells it. She goes on to say, "Quote: I can't emphasize sex enough." I've got my husband on hormones. He's been on hormones, testosterone placement, replacement for 25 years. He's in the mood. I'm in the mood. Are we in the mood all the time? No, but a lot of the time. And if there's not, there's another hormone I take called oxytocin, which is the love and sex hormone that makes you feel very loving, but I don't even need it. Yeah. So she's like, I'm on all these hormones. I don't even need. And I still want to have sex three times a day, which, by the way, is the thing that she brought up um she says twice oh the other thing that she wants you to know is that when they're not having sex three times a day she and alan get dressed up and go out to dinner a couple times a week neat so they are literally your parents with hormones which is a scary (laughs) scary thing not because i don't want them to have sex but i'm kind of hoping that in later life you know, like there'll be different things I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Having sex three times a day when I'm 80. Yeah. Not again that you shouldn't have that if that's what you want. But like I'm hoping to finally read all of those books on my library shelf right. that I can't get around to reading now because I'm so busy. And doing just think stuff. about all of the interruptions if you're like reading and then the hormones kick in. Yeah. Right? Oh. That's an interruption. You just get to the good and, part of war and peace. Yes. And all and of I, a sudden uh, you need to dry hump something. <laughs> and I think it's that thing, God bless her, where she feels like she need like, because I can hear the people out there who are like, but you don't understand. It's, you know, it's, it's such a life-changing all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
experience. And like, sure, okay, awesome. But also, if anything, if you have to do anything three times a day, it doesn't sound like a gift. It sounds like a chore. Right, like so true. If I'm, I had to like, I had to, uh, I had to load the dishwasher like three times a day all weekend because <laughs> there was a lot of eating going on at my house, and that was a chore. Yeah, I and, was like, gotta load it again. Well, Am I grateful for well, it? Yes. Does it wash my dishes beautifully? Absolutely. I'm gonna get real, real. I love. <laughs> I can't wait for what's next. You know, like, you know, who doesn't love? I'm trying to think how to say this. Who doesn't love spending some time alone in the house? Uh, right. In the bathroom, right. by the way. I'm not talking about. You can okay. take that in a number number of directions. I'm taking it in You're a second. It in the number two. Yes. I enjoy the occasional just cleansing of the body. Uh-huh. If I have to do it three times a day, I am eating too much fiber and we need to slow that down because it's not going to be fun. You're just like, I'm sorry, I can't go to my eating. I have to see the... Do you see what I'm saying? I like do. nothing I that do. is fun. Too much of anything. Yeah, too much of even a good thing can be. Also, don't you just wonder what it must be like to be in your 70s and 80s? By the way, he's 82 and she's 70. And again, they're a marvel, but increasingly less so because more and more people are, you know, remaining active well into their 90s. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, can you imagine being friends with Suzanne Summers and Alan Hamill and just like. Oh my God! Do no, you think do you know that why when we go have... to dinner tonight? They're going to talk no. about all the different weird positions. This is they did. why they gonna, like touch. This each other? is why they have sex three times a day and only go out to dinner with each other. Yeah, because nobody else will spend time with them because they're constantly talking about it. Yeah, and she talk- and nobody. I'm sorry if you are those people in your friend circle who feel like your friends need to know about your active sex life, there's a reason why they've stopped calling. And you should know that. Also, you know, she's... I'm sorry. No, you're it's absolutely re- right. It's reality. And she True. says the biggest misconception people have about sex over 70 is that you're not having sex anymore. Suzanne, maybe 20 years ago. Right. I don't think people are under the impression that older folks don't have sex anymore. No. Like, I think that used to be the case. I think that ship has sailed. But like, We're, we're done with that. Also, the people that are having sex are maybe just having... They're just not telling you about it And they're not doing it three times a day and dry humping the wall. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Get her a pillow. Oh, Holly. Oh, Holly. Santa bear. Anything, really. Come on. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them after this on My Talk 107.1. Celebrities behaving badly. We're here to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley trainer. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We have a name for these celebrities behaving badly. And that name is TV presenting Lord and lady douchebag of the day. I'm going to keep it real short and sweet. The founder of Hillsong. Oh, what now? He's a COVID idiot. Oh, great. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I'm not surprised. Hillsong founder Brian Houston advised congregants Saturday that receiving a coronavirus vaccine is a personal decision for each individual to make with the Council of Medical Professionals despite a death within his congregation this week. So, his inability to endorse getting a vaccine has ruffled some feathers. And I would just add this. 
because I don't like to tell people what to do, except for when I like to tell them what to do. Are you about to tell people what to do? No, but I will say, you know, yes, here's what I'm going to tell him to do. You guys have had not had a really good time in the media True. lately for mm-hmm. saying some things and doing some things. Mm-hmm. Lots of questionable leadership issues, concerns raised, allegations of bitter and iron. Mm-hmm. There's a gentleman by the name of uh, I almost said Jared Leto. Oh my gosh! Well, he's got his own issues. Yeah, but according to blind of? items, uh, you're thinking of the guy. Yep. That was the person. The former. Uh, yep, and his name is of the U.S. Um, branch of Hillsong. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, Carl, Carl Lentz. Lentz. Yes, that's thank his you, name. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Carl Lentz. Um, anyway, lots of controversy. At a moment when you're already embattled around the world with a number of controversies, I don't know that bucking the prevailing wisdom in the world, both medically, scientifically, and um, reasonably, mm-hmm. rationally, mm-hmm. is the best move you could make. Right. It was ill-advised. Mm-hmm. Also, I, 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 what frustrates me is like there are ways to get the message across that you're trying, whatever that is. I'm not really sure exactly what his message was to tell people it's their choice. Does he need to be the one to tell them that? I mean, well, that's that's the thing I don't understand. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I don't need like, to expound on it. You've made that point. Does he does he need to be the one to give that message? Number one. So this to me speaks to like a broader kind of like a person in a powerful position who thinks that just because they have a thought or opinion, it needs to be shared and that people should listen to it as a result of that. Now, is he, I mean, to me, this feels like it's his personal opinion. If, if it's his opinion as a religious leader and he has some scripture to back that up or some sort of, you know, doctrine to back that up, then that can be part of the conversation. Right. But that's not what he's doing. No, and to your earlier point about, you know, the influence one has, like, that's the point. When you're speaking out loud in a role of leadership, mm-hmm. people listen. Right. And so when you are not saying something clearly, that means you're intentionally not doing that. That right. means you are making a choice to not advocate for that issue. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Which says more than like, you know, so you can dance around it by saying everybody has the choice to do whatever they want to do. Well, thank you for telling me the obvious. I can go, you know, walk out into oncoming traffic if I choose to. Mm-hmm. But I don't need to get up and tell give a speech that informs people they're able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm going to make a speech at all, I'm probably going to give them ways that they can avoid walking into oncoming traffic. Right. Right. Yeah. And by the way, in case you're wondering, the best way to avoid walking into oncoming traffic is to not do that. Yeah. So don't do that. I just wanted to close the loop on that. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, No. Anyway, so that, that it's just like you have a chance. You have a megaphone. Use it. Or uh, in the immortal words of every wise person, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, because Saying something that's not saying something is just as something as saying something. Nothing at all.
but then I hope that somebody writes that in a quote book (laughs) and sells it. Put it on a successor. Also, what are you doing? You're already getting headlines for looking like a fool. Well, you know, clearly, you know, I don't know. To me, that feels like a um, what is it? A a feature, not a bug. Yes. Yeah. Of the Hillsong Church. They are uh, they don't seem to mind. They don't seem to care. Yeah. All right. Um, I would like to name my D-bag. May I do so? Yes, please. Thank you. Hello, magazine. Goodbye. Hello. Mm, they are a frequent flyer. What did they do now? They are, uh, you did know. Did it have to do with Rebel Wilson's 30-kilo no, no, weight loss? No, it has to do with Jennifer Aniston. Oh. Okay, so listen, I understand. I understand clickbait. I'm not dumb. Uh, I'm not always dumb. I saw this headline and I clicked on it because it worked, but I also wanted to see what more they were going to say. The headline is Jennifer Aniston celebrates joyous family news. Now, what is that supposed to make you think or feel? She's pregnant. Because why? Because she's a barren old hag. Because that is the, that is the, like, that is the storyline that they've been feeding us about Jennifer Aniston forever. Yeah. Poor Jennifer Aniston. Poor all Jennifer she, Aniston. All she wants Her to do is to, are all drizzled, frizzled up. Drizzled. All she what, wants to do is make meaning Dry from her life in the only way any woman really truly can, and that is to make humans. Yeah. You know, it's such a frustrating and ridiculous sexist trope. I cannot, I do not, I will not. But this is but will you? But this has been a thing for Jennifer Aniston, yeah. right? Oh, poor Jennifer. All but she needs is I'm a baby to be a real woman. It's, I don't believe that. That is the storyline. Oh, I feel like she kind of uses that to her advantage sometimes, too. I mean, she, I don't blame her. Right. I'm just saying she understands what's going on here. So she absolutely has in the past used that, to your point, to her advantage. But Hello Magazine has taken this opportunity to try to 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 convince you that when you click on this article... Oh, my God! She's going to... What? No. Oh. And then even the subheading... The friend star has a new family member. Oh, oh my, my God! God. Did you have a baby? Well, being as cynical as I am, I would have instantly thought she must have got a dog. Mm-hmm. Congratulations are in order for Jennifer Aniston and her family, who are celebrating some happy news this week. What? What? Who? What happened? It's been revealed that Jennifer Aniston's niece and her husband have welcomed a baby boy. Oh, making Jennifer Aniston a great aunt. Okay. Anybody? That's just delightful. I'm sure she's very happy. Jennifer has yet to comment on her niece's arrival on social media. Oh, my God. Also, can we just talk about the headlines around this story? Because there's a sun headline that says Jennifer Aniston is now a great aunt as her niece, niece and husband have a kid. Again, just hitting home the fact that she's a barren old hat. Right. She's a great aunt. Yeah. It's so, I can't. Even her, like, siblings' kids are having kids, and she's still asthmatic. I just, it it aggravates me (laughs) to no end. It is Jennifer Aniston's business and decision if she wants to have children or does not want to have children. That's very true. That is an absolutely okay decision to make as a grown woman. Yeah. And she doesn't need to share it with us. She doesn't owe us anything. Mm-hmm. She certainly does not 
Oh, us, you know, uh, dropping a crotch fruit for the world. I mean, she doesn't what? need to do that crotch to fruit? be to Ooh. be any more woman. I just it frustrates me. Jennifer, you're fine the way you are. It's OK. Hello, magazine. You're a D bag. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they will say when she goes to the great hereafter, Jennifer Aniston had a crazy, successful life full of career highs and meeting some amazing people and having relationships with some of the most uh, fabulous men in the whole wide world. But but sadly, sadly, she died a barren old hag. (laughs) Sadly, she was not able to give the world the one thing she owed us. We'll probably mansplain at her funeral why it's okay she didn't have kids, (sighs) even though she wanted them. Mm -hmm. She knew that her career was more important than the love the rest of us feel and are so grateful for, but she's not. But now in heaven, she's surrounded by all of those children she never had. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Thanks, George. Mm-hmm. Actually, it'll be Brad Pitt. Who am I kidding? That's yeah. true, and it will be on all the headlines. Reunited yeah. Yeah. at last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh God, I hope that doesn't happen. I, I, I just. When are we going to be done with this storyline with Jennifer? Never, are Aniston? you kidding me? It's so frustrating. We are going to be in the old folks' home, and you know, people are still going to be talking about Jennifer Aniston. I have a dumb question. Um, not being a mother, by the way. Does Betty White have kids? <laughs> no. No, she does not. She. You know what? And does, has she ever had to th- no. fight off these storylines? Maybe. I don't know, because I wasn't around in her heyday, in her productive year, reproductive years, or whatever you call it. <laughs> I, th- I would say all of her years have been productive <laughs> yeah, but you know years. what I mean? Her, yes. her uh, yeah. childbearing mm-hmm. years. I imagine there were incredible pressures on her, mm-hmm. but you certainly didn't have that narrative that i'm aware of it's so ridiculous Mm -mm. like there are plenty i don't know i went to betty white just because she's you know she literally is older than sliced bread and um i just have never heard this trope follow her around she had the great love of her life (sighs) whose name escapes me alan not alan no that's suzanne summer's great love um he Oh, I can Alan. see him. Alan, Alan Luden. Alan Luden. Okay. Luden. Yeah, okay. he was a wonderful TV producer, I think, but also a host of some game shows that people would remember. Anyway, that was the great love of her life, I think. And if I remember correctly, and they were just surrounded by animals. Yeah, and she's happy and yeah. nobody questions Alan it. Alan might have had a kid, though. But why do we yes, go Why do we go over to Jennifer uh, Aniston and have some sort of expectation that in order for her to have a full life... She needs to have children. She doesn't need to. Yeah. I'm no, sorry. I, I get real animated about this. I will tell you that's just our, I mean, that's just our culture, man. Like, <sighs> if you're not doing what everyone else is doing, there's something wrong with you. Trust me, I've known this since day one. <clears throat> Would you like to expand on that right now or not? I'm gay! <laughs> when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, listen, we've realized that perhaps we went a little bit overboard on the debaggery in this hour. So I actually have brought an anti debag. Oh, good. I brought the exact opposite. Mm. I want to celebrate a celebrity who's actually sticking it to the man when that, we come oh. back after this on okay. My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, And um, we actually have the opposite of a D-bag. We have an anti-D-bag to oh, share yay. with you. Oh, A pre-bag. Yay. Pew, pew, pew. I don't know. We don't really have a... We don't really have like a sounder for that because usually we're A-bag? just rude. 
Yeah, maybe. You're this not time, an a, you're not a D bag. You're an A you're bag. You're an A bag. Um, I want to talk about Pink because she's awesome. So I don't know if you know that the Olympics are happening right now. They are. And the hot topic of conversation has been the Norwegian female beach handball team. Oh, I've missed that conversation. Okay, well, do you have you heard any rumblings about this? No. Okay, so here's this is the deal. I didn't even know that beach handball was a sport in the Olympics. And now I know a lot more about it than I ever meant to. The um, beach handball. What yep. is that? Okay. So I don't know. It's a game, is but it like volleyball, th- but I think so. But like with a smaller ball, maybe, I don't know. All that matters is this, their uniform as sanctioned by the European handball federation is that they need to be wearing bikini bottoms. Yep. Right. Weird. Mm-hmm. Now the men's handball team, do beach handball bikinis? team. No, they do not. Oh, they wear shorts. That's a shame. So the Norwegian handball team was like, "We don't want to wear those bikini bottoms. We want to wear shorts." Okay. And uh, Go for it. now there's, I there's many organizations have been weighing in on this. One of them being the Norwegian, uh, or I'm sorry, the Norwegian <laughs> Handball Federation. Mm. They were like, "We totally support them." Like, if they want to wear shorts, cool. But then the European Handball Federation was like, no. Uh, They've assembled a disciplinary commission and imposed a fine of $175 per player uh, on the squad because of their, quote, improper clothing. Now, Bradley, you... Now, I said pink was our anti-D-bag here, right? Yeah. The reason why is because she's come forward and she said, I am very proud of the Norwegian female beach handball team for protesting the very sexist rules about their uniform. The European Handball Federation should be fined for sexism. Good on you, ladies. I'll be happy to pay your fines for you. Keep it up. Oh, that's sweet. And I honestly do think that Pink would follow through on that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think she would be happy to do that. Other people have weighed in. Many people have weighed in. Um, But notably, Billie Jean King, who's a tennis legend. She's also supported the Norwegian team. Right. She's like, this is... Now, and here's the thing. Like, you can go into a deeper conversation about this, that really this is just about the sexualization of female athletes. That... that, that that watching these supreme athletes doing their sport should be enough without having to, you know, worry about them showing enough butt cheek. Like I've seen posts on social media of some of the things that these athletes are required to wear runners who have to wear bikini bottoms that like when they're running are creeping up their batuski. Yeah. But that is the required uniform for women now Mm. men don't have those same uniforms and women in other countries obviously like it seems like this might just be a european problem i don't but see i you know what i'm saying like in this particular case because i imagine if you come from a you know muslim culture true women are not going to be wearing bikini bottoms to, to compete i don't know if that has been an issue separately in this particular case but in this particular case like i don't understand the point of like it's not germane to the actual sport no and that's what's frustrating and i i was reading through some of the regulations about the type like they can't just wear like bikini brief bottoms right there there are regulations about the angle at which it cuts toward their hip Ugh. it's disgusting yeah, it's which you disgusting know was, was totally like picked for a man right or picked by a man, by a man mm-hmm. right because again it's the sexualization of female athletes that watching the athletes do their their sport 
alone isn't entertaining enough. Yeah. These amazing top of the line athletes. Instead, we have to be able to see mm-hmm. more skin oh, in order sure. to watch. To you know, if I'm going to spend the time watching women do sports, I got to get something out of it. Yep. Meanwhile, the guys are fully covered, and it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Norwegian. The, what I love too is the Norwegian um, beach volleyball team, or sorry, beach handball team. They're like, we don't even care what the federation says. Like, we're going to do. They know that they've got enough support because they said uh in a in a post we are also very proud about making a statement in the bronze final by playing in shorts instead of the required bikini bottoms we are overwhelmed by the attention and support from all over the world uh thank you so much to all the people who support us and help spread the message we really hope this will result in a change of this nonsense rule because at the end of the day it is just a nonsense rule i need to know more about this sport because there's no net but there's like a weird pole or something across the field and they're all like flopping around on the sand and throwing a tiny ball. Isn't it? Okay, can I just, that's the other thing about the Olympics. Every time a new Olympics rolls around, I learn about a sport that I didn't know was a sport. And this year it's this. I didn't know what, I didn't know there was such a thing as beach handball. Or um, like skateboarding is now like a thing in the Olympics. There's so many, you know. Like new-ish or different sports. I think if I were to pick a favorite Olympics, it would be probably the Winter Olympics, because I just think skating. of all those figure skating and, you know. I love figure skating. Um, I do love gymnastics in the Summer sure. Olympics, though. And by the way, I now, this will surprise you. I don't usually watch any of the Olympics, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge Olympian. I'll mm-hmm. catch it if I, 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 I'm surprised by that. I thought you were an Olympian, Bradley. I just mean I don't watch the Olympics. Right. But I did watch an Olympic uh, game the other day. I watched and? women's softball, oh, Australia okay. versus United States of America. Yeah. It was very exciting. Oh, sure. Well, because you knew about the sport, right? Right. And my daughter watched it, and she's a softball player. And it was, you know, what's cool about it is you see the, the athletes there making errors on the field and it's like a nice teaching moment right yeah. so i can say to my daughter like they make errors too you make errors too yeah. it's all good like no that's, that's you can play at the top of your craft and still make errors people who do sports you know this is you know it's an opportunity to like see the best of the best yeah it was a very exciting game thank you for asking the united states of america walked it off it was fantastic it was very exciting thank you did they, they win something that's what a walk-off is they won but like a medal they win a medal. I mean, I don't know. Oh. Okay, so you watch real closely. Yeah. I just watched that one game. And it is the Olympics. I just watched that one game. Point. It was very exciting. Um, uh, yeah, this, well, in this Olympics, by the way, this is the 2020 Olympics. In 2021. Yeah, because d- d- isn't all of the stuff labeled like 2020? Like Tokyo 2020? You know what? Is yes. it? Yes, yes yeah. it, it is. is. Well, it's just like the Euro soccer tournament yeah. was Euro 2020. That's what I mean. Like because of COVID, they've pushed it all out. But they didn't rename it, which is just weird because you're sitting there staring at, you know, the 2020 Olympics in 2021. Well, then it's weird because it's just like, oh, we couldn't be bothered with rebranding this. So we're just going to keep it as is. And they, oh, man, that's a long conversation anyway. Olympics. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, Sports.
Thank anyway, you, anyway, job, wear Kate. your shorts. Wear your shorts, Norway. We like short shorts. No, I like any shorts. <laughs> wear whatever you want to be uh, comfortable in. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to convene Pizza's Court. Pizza's Court. Are there any meats that do not belong on a pizza? Yes. 651-641-1071 after this.